Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at the ASCO annual meeting and I'm joined by Dr. Deepa Rangachari. Thanks so much for coming on today. Kira, thanks so much for the invitation. Again, my name is Deepa Rangachari. I'm the Director of uh, Hematology Oncology Graduate Medical Education and the Hematology Oncology Fellowship Program at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Really delighted to be with you today to talk about some of our recent work. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you have the presentation here about um, uh, education for medical cannabis use uh, for oncology fellows. Um, for background, what are the uses of medical cannabis for cancer patients? Yeah, so I think medical cannabis is, is really an area where there is uh, an incredible amount of interest, both on the part of uh, patients, uh, but also in the healthcare community, and an increasing uh, number and array of reasons why people may be curious about their use for their care. I think some of the most common reasons that medical cannabis use is either invoked by patients or being considered by healthcare providers include things like management of symptoms, either cancer-related symptoms or cancer treatment-related symptoms, things like nausea, decreased appetite, uh, pain, trouble with sleep, mood disturbances. I think um, separately there's also interest whether um, uh, cannabis, medical cannabis, or cannabinoids can in any way impact uh, uh, oncogenesis or the development of cancer. And so sort of separate from symptom management, there is some curiosity also about whether cannabis might be relevant to treatment of cancer as well. Right. And what is the need specifically for oncology fellows regarding medical cannabis education? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think oncology fellows are captive audience in part because I am a fellowship program director and uh, do a lot of curriculum development and mentorship work with that population. So I think it was sort of a, a ready population represents the future of our workforce and um, individuals in whom we were very interested in understanding their um, needs and their knowledge and thinking about how we could uh, design a curriculum targeted, uh, you know, towards their needs. However, that being said, I think what we have likely uncovered in terms of the needs of hematology oncology fellows, probably their needs reflect the needs of the greater uh, oncology healthcare community in general. So as a practicing medical oncologist myself, you know, who's been out of training for more than a decade now, I think probably the things that we learned about our fellows and their needs apply equally well to me and my peers and colleagues as they do to them. So I would consider that a starting point uh, rather than the uh, sole uh, benefactors of this effort. Right. Um, so how did you go about designing this curriculum and, and then implementing it? So I think this was a truly interdisciplinary effort. I want to acknowledge, uh, you know, the uh, vision and passion first of our, our two primary authors, Dr. Rashad Patel and Dr. Purva Bindal. Both uh, Rashad and Purva are graduates of our uh, Hemonk Fellowship Training Program at BIDMC. And um, the inspiration for the curriculum and the needs assessment was really born out of day-to-day -day encounters that we were having with patients in our own clinic, at clinics. And then from there, as we realized our own sort of blind spots or lack of understanding or awareness, we realized that there was a much larger uh, community of people who had this need so as to better serve our patients. Um, but certainly as uh, medical oncologists or classical hematologists or um, experts in hematologic malignancies, which is what uh, Rashad, Purva, and myself are, we actually had no substantial uh, expert content expertise in the use of medical cannabis. And so we collaborated with expert colleagues from hospice and palliative medicine uh, who 
sort of served as our content experts. Uh, individuals like myself were able to serve as sort of medical education experts so that we could de design a curriculum that was both evidence-based and factually, uh, you know, accurate while still being rooted in uh, the principles of learning science and evidence-based education. Great. Um, so how did the trainees like using the curriculum? Did they find it useful? Yeah, so we've uh, had two uh, pilots of the curriculum to date. Uh, our initial uh, entree was with three fellowship training programs around the country, and we more recently repeated the same uh, endeavor with uh, up to six fellowship training programs around the country just a week or two ago. And I would say that the uh, response to the effort has been really enthusiastic. I think people uh, are aware that this is something that their patients may be very interested about, and which they as providers have a substantial substantial amount of ignorance and or discomfort about uh, communicating and so I think what we've learned so far is that the curriculum is uh, feasible, that it uh, meets an unmet need and that people are enthusiastic to learn about this subject because it clearly is on the minds of the people whom we serve or our patients. Great. Um, so do you have any future directions for it or for the ways that it can be implemented? Yeah, so I think at this point um, we are uh, collecting data from our implementation efforts and uh, we look forward to uh, publishing that experience shortly. But I think really for this to, to live on and to be scaled in a way that will allow uh, it to be accessed by all of the people who stand to benefit from it, we're going to really need to have a different platform than what we have right now. Right now we are uh, personally conducting webinars with interested uh, parties and fellowship programs around the country and we are very uh, optimistic and hopeful that we might be able to pitch this curriculum, uh, for example, to the ASCO digital education community or some other place where it could live more sustainably, be updated, and um, you know, be shared with a much broad, broader uh, community. Great. It's really exciting. Um, my last question for you is, uh, since the theme of ASCO this year is partnering with patients, uh, do you have any advice for oncology trainees about how they can really focus on partnering with patients as they begin practicing? Well, I think that is, it's truly a profound theme and one um, that is sacred and must be at the heart of everything that we do, both in our day-to-day -day work, but also importantly to your question in terms of how we are training and mentoring people. I think the most important thing is uh, for trainees to um, understand and articulate their passions and um, to make sure that those passions and, and interests always, that, that when they're not sure or when they are unclear of the direction that their career or other things are going is really come back to what is the inspiration for those passions which almost always is entirely rooted in wanting to somehow contribute to and elevate the human uh, experience or, or to better serve our patients so I think um, passion and remaining uh, centered in the idea that that passion is inspired by the patients whom we serve. Absolutely, that is awesome advice. So thanks so much for stopping by today and, and talking to me about this. Thanks so much, it's a pleasure to be here.